It's your boy, the one and only A-Switch, a.k.a. the 220-time social distancing champion, a.k.a. let me touch you with the lights on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. I am I am mature, I promise. AKA put put some salt on that that toast so I know it's crunchy. AKA <laughs> the nigga little bastard. <laughs> Bringing you yet another episode of Switch Sights. Episode eighty two to be exact. Uh, today's date is November. Not sure why I said November like that, but November nineteenth, twenty twenty. We close. That turkey coming. That turkey is coming. Um, you better get ready. Um, you know, where's the one? Uh, the one video. Um. Got green, green tomato, tomato, green. It's about that time. Not for me though. I'm, I'm, I'm dieting still. You know what? For the probably first time in a couple of years, I think I'm actually going to skip the festivities of, um, the holidays. Um, specifically with work and stuff like that too. So. Of course, stuff want to get in the way regardless. So I might as well take advantage of the situation and, you know, stay on it, stick on it. Um, so yeah, for those that don't know, Switch of Sites podcast is a podcast where I, uh, talk about gaming and all of related stuff in that realm. Yeah. Um, Hopefully everybody, well, people that managed to get consoles, the new consoles are enjoying them. I sure as hell am. We'll talk about that later in the, uh, in the show. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy, man. It's like about to be Thanksgiving. It's kind of surreal. We've been in a pandemic for, I don't know how long now. This is crazy. It's crazy, but Hey, things seem to be on the up and up kind of hopefully maybe you know with um some certain people gone or soon to be fired out of the office i'm sorry i just fired you just gotta you just gotta put that accent in there i feel like it's only mandatory only necessary um yeah so uh without further ado let's stop the dilly dallying Get right into that news. Um, first big topic of discussion. Uh, Capcom. Um, if you don't know, probably one of the best, um, developers out there. Um, making making them hits consistently. You got Resident Evil. You got Monster Hunter. You got Devil May Cry. You got. You got Street Fighter. You got, man, is that really it? I'm pretty sure there's a lot of 
I mean, you got you got the, some of the Dorman IPs, Mega Man. You got you got um, what else you got? You got Dino Crisis. Bring back Dino Crisis. I'm on that train too. Um, you know, you got some of the sub sub uh sub sub um IPs as well. You know, Resident Evil Revelations and all. I mean, it's a whole damn sub subcategory of Resident Evil like side stuff. But either way, the point I'm trying to say is, uh, Capcom is uh is that truth? I speak uh by firsthand experience, but you know. So, um, it seems like. Uh, there was a huge ass ransomware leak. So for those that don't know, uh, at least specifically in the tech field, ransomware is basically uh, somewhat similar to a virus for the most part. But I guess the only big difference is that they hold your information against you and basically threaten to expose the information that was hacked. Um, if you um, unless you give them, uh, the money or they ask for, I think they're requesting Bitcoin currency or something like that. So, um, Capcom was like, uh, shut your ass up. I don't give a fuck. Um, just spread all that shit. I don't care. And, uh, I pretty much, that's what they did. (laughs) So it's kind of messed up, but, uh, it wasn't anything necessarily, too crazy that we weren't expecting at least that came out but there are definitely some highlights um resident evil village demo but we always knew like resident evil always has this tradition or theme of always releasing a demo before their games come out so that's not necessarily surprising um couple interesting things monster Hunter rise which is at least to our knowledge was supposed to be a switch exclusive title actually might be going to um pc as well as switch so that's pretty interesting um i don't think people were expecting that uh sort <laughs> it's not really not really like crazy but funny <laughs> of all games uh, source code for Devil May Cry 2 and Umbrella Chronicles. Uh, Devil May Cry 2 more specifically. Because, <laughs> like, I was like, nobody really cares about that game. <laughs> but uh, I thought that was pretty interesting nonetheless that, you know, um, <laughs> Devil May Cry 2. It's like, yeah, I don't care. You can leak it. I don't care. Uh, um, Umbrella Chronicles, that's kind of interesting. I'm, I guess I'm curious. Well, I guess there is a lot of potential you can you can utilize with with uh, source code since that's essentially the um, foundation of a game in terms of development and stuff. So who knows? Maybe we, <laughs> we might see a Devil May Cry two mod <laughs> with uh with uh with uh Dante from the from the reboot of Devil May Cry two. Uh, that would just be even more horrible, but. I digress. Um, Stadia apparently paid Capcom $10 million, uh to put RE7 and RE8 on their platform. Uh, Sony paid $5 million 
Resident Evil 7 VR time exclusivity, demo exclusivity. So, yeah. Oh, the misadventures of Tron Bond source code, which is, uh, I know that's like a very super expensive game currently. Like if you want to get it physically uh, on the PS1, I think it's available digitally on the PlayStation store for PS3. I forgot they totally segmented their segmented their um stores now. So not sure why I feel like I keep dropping out. This is my mom my, my mouth is about to eat this mic. I'm not even not even playing with y'all. I'm about to I'm about to eat this mic. Um Oh yeah, there uh it was a multiplayer Resident Evil. Um the project is supposedly called Project Highway slash Village Online. That is apparently supposed to be a battle royale of some sort. Which uh at least according to leak was tentatively set for September twenty twenty one. Um interesting. And then uh, the myth, the legend, uh, fellow Capcom leaker, Dust Golem, uh, he said that Highway was the code name for Resident Evil Resistance. So my initial guess is that maybe it would be a Resident Evil Battle Royale with Resident Evil Resistance characters and engine with the third person i feel like that makes the most sense for battle royale well i mean i guess there's there's a lot of first person battle royale as well so i guess i can't really say necessarily say that so that's just gonna be weird i'm curious though i would definitely try it out for sure being a resident evil fan i am um ghosts and goblins apparently project goes by the name Project Guillotine on Switch February 25th. Uh, this is super weird. Resident Evil 4 for Oculus VR. And Dust Golem said that this is uh, separate from the Resident Evil 4 remake project. So, uh, But why? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it would have to be first person, that's for sure. But why? I don't know. I guess it would just be pretty much the entirety of Resident Evil 4, but in VR. I mean, that, <laughs> I, I, I'm being real critical now, but at the same time, I'll be like, uh, maybe I need to get an Oculus now. Um, <laughs> not Half-Life Alex, but Resident Evil 4 is like, uh, ah, you son of a bitch, I'm in. Um... Apparently a new shooter, multiplayer shooter, codenamed Shield. Uh geared towards streamers. Whatever that means. Uh I mean, if I were to go for any new shooter, it definitely would be Capcom. I always just like their their pizzazz and like I guess Japanese spin on um you know, games and well yeah, games in general really. So um what else? Ace Attorney 7 in development. Street Fighter 6. I think one notable thing about Street Fighter 6 specifically 
supposedly, obviously, all this with a super duper big grain of salt um, is that Street Fighter 6 is also planned for um, PC and Xbox Series SX and PS4, Xbox One. Which is not necessarily surprising, but it is notable since uh, it was like, I guess, maybe potentially assume that Street Fighter 6 would be PlayStation exclusive as well, like uh, Street Fighter 5. But maybe I think that might have been part of Street Fighter's Street Fighter 5's, I guess, pretty much. Mm, uh, I guess that's up for debate. I don't know if Street Fighter 5 was necessarily a successful game, but I know a lot of people had their differences with it. Um but I mean, of course, the more platforms you're on, the more likely you're set up for success. So I think uh, it definitely makes sense for them to expand this go around um, like they did on Street Fighter 4, like this generation. So we'll see. We'll see. All in all, nothing necessarily. Well, I guess I wanted or was looking forward to. Um. It's fine, I guess. I don't I don't know. Um oh yeah, for Resident Evil Village, uh at least the supposed rumored release would be April, according to the leak as well. So again, not necessarily too surprising. It was twenty twenty one and Resident Evil generally a new one always seems to come out around January or the I guess more or less the first quarter of 2021. So I'm looking forward to that though. Yeah. It's kind of messed up, unfortunate, but at the same time, wasn't anything necessarily like groundbreaking or like, you know, Oh man, this got out type deal, I guess. But it seems like people are still like digging through the, the ransomware or the, um, the leak. Um, as well as, you know, obviously the data, I think they said the data was compromised as well. Um, yeah, compromised as well for like the employees, like personal information and like, uh, pictures and, and things like that. So that's, that's still messed up though. Really is. It's like, I like leaks, but at the same time, I don't in terms of like, at least in this scenario where, you know like a lot of information was just, you know, leaked out. But I mean, it's like in this situation, who do you blame necessarily? I think, uh, you could definitely blame like, um, the COVID situation, not directly, but indirectly in terms of us being forced to work from home. And, you know, that kind of presents some security issues in terms of internet and stuff like that too. So all bad, man. All bad. Move it on. Um, Rockstar Games today out of nowhere uh, revealed like a teaser trailer on their Twitter account, which seems to reveal uh, probably at least potentially the biggest Grand Theft Auto online update uh, to date, which is <laughs> I think that says a lot considering one, the frequency of the the Grand Theft Auto Online updates, as well as the um, 
the size of them, like, you know, the all the like notable big like heist updates. They had like various um different heist types and like uh hideouts and all of that all a lot of that I which I have not I've yet to actually fully complete. Um but yeah, at least in the trailer it definitely hinted very heavily at least at like a whole new area. I guess at least according to the trailer specifically for GTA online and, and not um, a grand theft auto five, like DLC expansion, which a lot of people want. But I mean, at least at this point, it seems like I think people really just want GTA six. Cause what has been like seven years since, since GTA five came out. So it's like, at some point you got to cut the, cut the umbilical cord. You know, the baby is baby is like <laughs> baby is seven years with the umbilical cord. You gotta, you gotta cut it at some point. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of crazy, but I mean, to their credit, they have been pretty much supporting, supporting GTA online very regularly. And, um, even though as I think, this might be the first game that's maybe not, but at least the first one that comes to mind that spanned three generations of games, uh, three generations of consoles. Um, yeah, that's, that's just, man, it's kind of crazy. Like putting that into perspective, but I mean, with each, with each Grand Theft Auto, it definitely takes longer between development cycles. And, but at the same time, they generally do deliver and, you know, pay off. And then, you know, just, just, uh, feeling the fervor from people that like want GTA six. And then, you know, when GTA six drops, everybody is just going to be like straight pandemonium. Everybody is going to be the, be the, most selling Grand Theft Auto to date. <laughs> um, probably then they'll milk it for like, what, another 10 years as well. Maybe even more than Jan- uh, Grand Theft Auto um, online or yeah, I guess. Yeah, because there isn't hasn't been a second one. So, yeah, Grand Theft Auto online slash five. So. Interesting stuff. Um, I don't know. It depends. I, I could be appeased with this update if it is very substantial and like potentially maybe comes with a, you know, pretty big story update, something like the Ballad of Gay Tony or um, the Lost and the Damned or like maybe all those, the length of all those uh, DLCs together um, would be pretty cool. I'd, I'd be, I, that would satiate me for a little bit tease me for a while until they eventually come out with GTA six. <laughs> Looking into perspective now, shoot, it's probably going to like right when, uh, either the PS five series X generation is ending or maybe to give them the benefit of the doubt, maybe when well, most likely the, um, what is it? The, uh, mid tier, mid tier update 
upgrade for um you know current gen consoles maybe comes out so what like three three years from now who knows um yeah because considering they're having grand theft auto 5 come out for playstation 5 and presumably series x in 2021 with, you know, enhancements, I feel like just, just a lot of the PC stuff just coming to, uh, these consoles, but yeah, it's hard to, hard to, uh, speculate. Cause man, this rockstar is just really good at that, man. Kind of similar to PlayStation themselves where, you know, they just kind of holding the cars to their chest. You barely ever hear any concrete details about like their next game. Um, maybe a couple rumors here and there, but nothing necessarily like revelatory or substantial to, you know, be like definitive where, you know, it's still like there's always still room for speculation. But I mean, with this type of game, I think there is always going to be that. So, um, yeah, whatever this is, hopefully it doesn't disappoint. But yeah, looking from the looking at the trailers, it looks like definitely uh, some island or at least some uh, additional additional uh, geography added to the map, the existing map. More than likely, specifically for for GTA Online, since it seems like they always want to stick with that or just keep supporting that game. Cause I guess it's making them so much money. <laughs> this is <laughs> still crazy. How like that game is like literally almost always on the top 20, uh, in the top, sh- top sales charts and whatnot. So interesting is all I have to say. Uh, moving on, uh, gears five. Man, Gears is having a good-ass couple weeks so far. Uh, We got the Xbox Series X and S update um, with that that buttery smooth 120 FPS. Um, You got Gears Tactics. At least I played that when it came out on PC uh, earlier earlier this year, I think. Um, Which is good. I do recommend it if you're... uh, in the tactics thing, you are a fan of gears. Um, I think they also optimize the controls as well for it, but, um, gears just out of the woodwork, out of nowhere, just going, just going to drop this whole new operation five, which is, I guess their terminology for a whole new content pack for gears, which, uh, generally includes like new characters. Uh, well, not necessarily new, new to gears five, that's probably a better phrase. Uh, new characters, a uh, ton of new maps, and probably the biggest uh, surprise for me personally is the Scorcher. Ladies and gentlemen, the Scorcher is uh, coming back. Um, for those that may not know, Scorcher was uh, the flamethrower. I think it was only, no, uh, it was definitely in two. I think it was in three. I don't recall it being in gears three, but I think it was at least in uh, gears two. So the scorcher coming back. Uh, then, then the maps, the maps, my goodness. I think there's two new maps, uh, Nexus 
Regency, then the classic maps. Oh, it just it's just some comforting about classic maps. It's just it really is. Of course. It 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 will be it will be uh it will behoove them not to include this map gridlock. I mean, come on now. I think gridlock has been in like literally every gears. Uh even judgment, the side one. It was definitely gears one, gears two. Gears three, Gears four, yeah, and Gears five. So yeah, I think it's that map is like been in literally every Gears, rightfully so, because that map is is so damn good. It it really is. It's up there. It's at the top. <laughs> I just I just remembered. It's like my fucking screensaver too. It's like it's how notable that map is. It's up there like with a uh, Lock Tower from Halo, a lot of other classic maps, Dust. Uh, Counter-Strike fame. It's great. And of course, uh, Clock Tower. That's that's also a really good map. I do I do love me some Clock Tower. I think that was in one. Don't think it was in two. I'm pretty sure it was in three and four. So they picking the right ones. I think Canal was in there. Uh Canal was in, I think, the previous operation. I haven't got it to play gears as much, uh, recently or as of late, uh, at least <laughs> when it comes to multiplayer games, call of duty was, uh, was my jam for the time being, but now like the sun is setting on that game and I'm, I'm somewhat questioning the quality of, uh, black ops cold war, but we'll get into that discussion towards the end. Um, but this is pretty awesome. Uh, it's, they also separated characters and classes in PVE. That's interesting. Major overhaul to Horde and Escape has separated characters from classes. Now you can pair any character with any class, even characters that are previously not available in Horde or Escape. Want to create an all market super squad? Now you can. Choose your character, choose your class, and dominate the swarm. So, okay. So yeah. Cause I remember the arcade mode where it, that, that was kind of annoying. Um, when you would play arcade where like each character had a specific set of weapons and abilities more or less that like, you know, it would basically, um, force you to play a character you maybe don't generally like as, you know, a character you would play otherwise in like multiplayer, which, uh, yeah, I think that's definitely a a really good choice that like to give some more customization and more, I guess, personalization really, uh, in terms of, you know, playing how you want, having it your way. Um, no BK is that, I don't even think that's the slogan no more for Burger King. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I digress, uh, a lot of new characters. So dizzy, dizzy seems to be the star of this, this, uh, operation. You got the, you got the, you got the boy Ty Kaliso. Asha Shodin, then come then. I totally just, just butchered that, but you, you, I, real fans know, real people know, you know, playing, playing years two all the time saying that, but I, <laughs> I shall show you in golden. No, 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 
Tola. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, Scourge, yeah, fucking everybody fucking playing. Oh, man, you just gonna see go- <laughs> Scourge literally every game now. Uh, <laughs> Scourge is basically now the new Terminator. <laughs> Cause that's all you saw when you play Gears Five is just, just Terminators everywhere. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was uh, that's pretty funny. Now thinking back on it, <laughs> literally every every is like, what? Where did all the locusts go? Uh, well, you know, uh, the Terminators they took over. So there you go. Uh, Anya Stroud coming back. She's trying to give us that guidance. Um, Lambent. Grenader, Lambent, Therengar from Gears 3. Um, yeah, so pretty cool. And of course, the they definitely noted the optimizations for Sirius XX. Again, if you have a HDMI 2.1 TV, um, you would be able to utilize that buttery smooth, juicy even, <laughs> 120 frames per second. Which uh, I played like one match. Uh, I was just, you know, just testing out the console initially because I was going to play a lot of uh, PS5, which we'll talk about. Um, but uh, yeah, you, you could definitely, you could definitely, you could definitely tell. And it's great. It's so great. It's so, it's so juicy. <laughs> it's so juicy. I forgot that that came from somewhere and I cannot remember, but whatever. Uh, additional update features, uh, PV, PVP updates, uh, balancing updates, uh, rarity. And man, I saw some, I saw a dope ass execution. That's one thing I definitely love about this, uh, Gears 5 is that like each season they generally have new executions and they get like really good with the executions. Like I forgot it was one I was seeing where like they um they kept kicking the <laughs> they were the dude was down they kept kicking the shit out the dude on the ground and then like the final like uh like a uh, finisher is that they kicked the dude's head off like a damn fucking like a fucking football and I was like man I got I got I got to get back in the gears man if there's any time to get back into it, I think now is the time. So, here you go. It's a little enlightenment, just in case. Uh, also, man, how could we forget? Uh, I guess this tradition of putting uh, wrestlers in gears is uh, ongoing because uh, the famous tag team duo, or I, for, I forgot, I feel like there's a term for like, uh, a duo with that like consist of a tag team and a single wrestler, but they're essentially a whole team. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a term for it, but either way, the new day is uh coming in gears as well, which is pretty dope. I don't really follow wrestling like I used to, like back in the attitude area, uh, era, but this is pretty dope. Um, well, you got, you got Dave Batista. Now you got, uh, yeah, and then the weirdness of Dave Batista is Marcus Phoenix. Sure. All right. Uh, but, but yeah, so you got Dave Batista. Now you got the new day. I mean, just, just go ahead and put, uh, 
go ahead and put Steve Austin in there. Why why not? Go ahead and put The Rock in there. Please, if you do, please. Oh my God, it just writes itself. Freaking uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. He could have the freaking Stone Cold Stunner. When he stunners them, the head like just decapitates. Like, come on. Like, coalition, I'm just saying. I mean, The Rock, of course, give him the people's elbow. Uh, I think they kind of got it in there already. I think one of them I saw has it in there, uh, you know, where they don't copyright on it. But people's elbow, <laughs> elbow, um, they just they just uh, <laughs> like gears fashion. They completely obliterate when you uh, when they do that move or whatever. I don't know. They could get creative. They There's a lot of possibilities that they've uh, shown. So. I don't know if that if that price is looking right, I might buy it. Actually, no, I think uh, that was one improvement they made. I think last season is that Gears now has uh, they removed the like atrocious currency system where, you know, you're basically forced to buy uh, characters. Now you can actually earn them and actually get the ones you want and don't have to like, you know, rely on chance to get a character you actually like working for. So all in all gears is on top right now. I mean, you know, in terms of turning things around, you know, um, and, uh, moving on, uh, of course, one of the for sure marquee games that came out this year, <laughs> with the console, which is kind of crazy. I don't think there's a game this good that came out with a console. I can recall maybe, maybe close to Halo, even depending on your taste, of course, but, um, Demon Souls remake. Um, I think people definitely received it. Well, are pretty much enjoying it. I definitely enjoyed it. I played the hell out of it. I recently beat it yesterday. We'll talk about that uh, next. Um, there was a weird rumor going around that there's this hidden door, which isn't in the original game, which uh, I guess Blue Point has been known to be doing in terms of previous games like Shadow of the Colossus as well. So apparently this has been like a just a murder mystery that like, you know, everybody's just um, huddling up together to try and figure out and like, you know, bump, bump uh, everyone's brains together to figure out which I always find pretty fascinating just to, as someone who won't, won't do any of the work, but just likes to see from the sidelines to see how the people like formulate to figure stuff out. Cause I always am amazed by that. Like in terms of like how, how can one uh, just figure stuff out like this without data mining and uh, you know, uh, looking at code and stuff like that. So, Either way, uh, like recently, actually, somebody actually figured out what this door is and uh, unlocks. Uh, apparently, I think you have to find these coins, apparently, which is like uh, I forgot the conditions to find them. I think they're just hidden uh, around the whole game, basically. And I, th- from what I researched is that you have to give like, I think the minimum is 23 of these hidden coins to this random bird 
that will, after you meet that, you know, condition, give you this rusty key, which then opens the said door. And that basically gives you penetrator armor. Uh, one of the, uh, it's called the penetrator. <laughs> it sounds so dirty now that I think about it, but <laughs> either way, um, uh, he's one of the bosses, uh, towards the end of the game in uh dark soul demon souls. Um, which is a bit disappointing because at least, you know, which I'm pretty sure was the intent of this to get people speculating and, you know, just, I guess, bring more attention to the game, uh, basically. But, uh, a lot of people were suspecting that, uh, maybe it could be a bloodborne weapon and then, you know, which would in turn insinuate that blue points next project would be, uh, Bloodborne remake, which would be freaking dope as hell. Um, which I don't think necessarily is out of the question now, especially considering last episode that, uh, I think it's still a rumor though, but Sony is at least, um, in talks with buying, uh, blue point games. Um, I mean, because man, they have been doing immaculate work so far Been hearing good things about shadow Colossus as well as, yeah, I could definitely vouch for Demon's Souls remake. Um, so yeah. Uh, I, and it was some weird, uh, you know, random Twitter video going around regarding, um, <laughs> it's kind of crazy now I think about it, but I, I guess it's worth briefly mentioning, even though I don't think it holds any credence, but, um, apparently, uh, in the Nexus, which is a location in Demon's Souls, if you're walking in the Nexus, you could, uh, somebody actually, uh, supposedly heard, um, a Metal Gear Rex sound, <laughs> which I heard the sound. It, I guess it could kind of loosely be heard as Metal Gear Rex, maybe, but it's, it's a bit of a stretch. It, I would assume it's just some random monster that, you know, is, just a little Easter egg in, in, in that, that respect. But you know, <laughs> people love to speculate, but I mean, it's you, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta respect the imagination of some people, but I don't know. I don't, that's metal gear Rex kind of stretching it, but I, I, I understand where they were coming from at least, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a go on the side of, uh, no, no, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so, uh, moving on, uh, in, uh, some pretty depressing news <laughs> for me personally as a Yakuza fan, uh, so Yakuza Like a Dragon, have not played it too much, played like a hour, uh, just to test out, um, my Xbox Series X, make sure everything's good, but, um, some news came out uh, in a, I guess a doc documentary uh, with the the main uh, head director of y the Yakuza series, uh, Tashihiro Nagoshi, uh, where he basically said that uh, originally uh, Yakuza 7, AKA Yakuza Like a Dragon in the West was actually going to be uh, a traditional beat em up like the previous games in the series. But because of the April Fool's joke uh, that came out last year, which basically, um, 
was a satire, I guess, joke, but actually had the turn-based elements uh, that people actually did like and wanted as a game. Well, people, you got your wish, obviously, and I don't have a beat up anymore, thanks to you guys. So, um, you know, I may be a little salty about that, but it's fine. You know what? Hey, you're happy. I'm kind of happy, but could be happier if the series was actually a beat up and, you know, you, maybe just one of the few things that 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 we have uh currently that is not just slowly dying uh, in terms of the genre that i want so much to come back and have a resurgence which i mean admittedly it, it kind of has with streets of rage 4 and the ninja warriors again and, and um what was the one uh game what was it river city girls um so you know okay but i mean a 3d beat em up all right like you know i want to do komaki tiger drops on command where i get rewarded for the for the timing uh but i can't do that because this is turn-based so you know at the same time i know they uh negotiating his team wanted to um didn't want to be confined and have to do the same thing over again, pretty much. And uh, they felt that this developing this game did give them the opportunity to do a little bit more in terms of not get complacent and bored in terms of developing, which, you know, of course is like, what's the point? So, I mean, if this is the median to kind of, you know, ensure a better game overall or whatever, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It just hurts. It just hurts knowing that we are actually closer than we thought that this was actually going to be uh, actually a traditional Yakuza game. But it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You know, it's not like I, you know, this is one of the last 3D beat-em-ups that are out there that's now potentially may never be a beat-em-up again, but you know, Okay. <laughs> uh, to to the game's credit, though, I, uh, for the hour I played, I do like some of the elements that seem active in a turn-based game, where you can like manually block with timing and uh, you know, with some of the moves you can you know tap X to do more hits and stuff like that. So I mean, it's 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 trying, which I I can only respect and appreciate. But I mean, you know. I still want a Komaki Tiger drop people. I'm sorry. That's just, it's just the beat em up fan in me. Okay. I'm just saying. So, uh, I actually got to check that full, um, interview. Cause I am actually interested in that. Get, see, see his kind of angle, uh, like what he kind of the mindset he had going into this game and seeing how that kind of, um, kind of played out. So, um, yeah, I think this is also by the the cool dude that uh, interviewed Shinji Mikami. I think he has a second part of that interview as well. I got uh, I got some homework. Um, either way, outside of that, that pretty much concludes all the news for this week. Um, let's get into what I've been what I've been gaming. 
And you already know, do I even have to tell you? Do I even need to tell you? I shouldn't, but I will. Um, first weekend of the next generation in gaming. Um, so man, not even gonna lie to y'all. This is probably the hardest I've went gaming, uh, this past weekend. Um, for good reason, because some, some dope ass games came out, um, you know, alongside the launch of the PS five specifically, uh, sorry, Xbox, but I mean, Hey, Xbox got some really worthy upgrades, uh, at least me as a fan, uh, personally, you know, um, enjoyed. So first notable, I could find cause man, I, <laughs> Is this to the point where I forget I'm forgetting what I played, which is kind of crazy. But uh, so the PS5, so hooked it up and everything. And I was like, you know what? Let me get started with that Astros playroom. That's exactly what I did. Um, I cannot recommend enough trying this game out uh, when you get your PS5 um, because it is definitely, uh, I'd say, I'd say I'd argue one of the best um, demo slash showcase games to date. Um, it is a really dope showcase of what of the potential of the uh, dual sense um, and what what it can do. Um, you know, with potential games and stuff like that. Like, man, it's just so many stuff they did uh, with it. Um, you know, of course the biggest thing, well, I guess is between the adaptive triggers and the haptic feedback. Um, but the, the adaptive triggers is like probably the most revolutionary thing for me, at least. Cause I mean, we technically kind of got a taste of, of feedback rumble, you know, of course, obviously with a lot of pretty much literally every previous game uh, across multiple generations, but, um, probably the, mm, the switch pro controller, I guess, slash, um, joy cons is maybe it's, it's pretty close to, but, um, yeah, it just feels very more definitive and accurate. Is accurate the word? Like, yeah, accurate. If that makes sense. So like when you boot up the game, I think I forgot how it starts out, but basically like, uh, the little robots go in your controller. And like, if you move the controller, you really like literally feel the little Astro bots moving in the controller. Like you really get that sense as if they're actually in there. I was like, I had to, had to double take for a second. I'm like, how did they get in there? Should I, do I need to replace? <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, I mean, ah, uh, it's it's a lot of stuff and a lot of other a lot of other things I don't want to spoil for you, uh, fellow listeners, watchers that may have not, um, have yet to want to uh, mess with it because it's a lot of delightful surprises I think. Um, but the other notable one is um, the spring uh, motion. You might have seen it like various trailers and stuff, but like basically you really get a sense of like the actual spring motion, like a literal spring 
how it like, you know, when you compress it and then release it, how it, you know, reacts. And you kind of get that definitely that pretty accurate sense on the dual sense for sure as well. So. Yeah. And then like outside of that, you definitely get a very like genuine. Yeah, genuine. Um, um, what's the word? Genuine, like genuine, innocent vibe from the game. Very similar to like Nintendo games, uh, which I, I found very endearing. As someone who generally don't plays, uh, doesn't play too many traditional Nintendo games, um, you know, Mario's and stuff. Um, <laughs> Play the play the M-rated stuff where you cutting heads off and sucking up blood. I don't know. I don't know a game that does that, but you get what I'm you get where I'm coming from. Um, that uh, I think also really makes this game pretty very endearing uh, and charming as well. That adds to the charm. It just felt like this game was very well thought out. You know, uh, even considering the the shorter time frame. Um, of the game, it feels like a pretty decent game to an extent, especially like I would assume if you're like going for all the trophies and stuff too. So, um, in that respect, uh, I definitely recommend it. Uh, also a freaking insane amount of references to a lot of, especially a lot of dormant IPs that who knows, maybe this is, uh, somewhat of a hint at some of these IPs coming back, like fucking jumping flash for the PlayStation one. Like I, I probably can count on, uh, I I doubt anybody would, um, that's not, mm, that's not moderately in the gaming space. Knowledge wise would even know that game or have a reference of that game. If you know, they, uh, I guess never played it. I get, yeah, it's, 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 it's such a niche game that I don't think a lot of people really even remember it, but fucking jumping flash, like what, like, you know, so they definitely get real crazy with the references and then it's pretty fun. Like kind of seeing the robots, uh, basically, um, uh, suited as, you know, the notable characters, like, uh, it was, a, it was a couple where I was trying to figure out like, who are you again? And I was like, Oh, Oh boy. Oh yeah. The failure that was, uh, the order 1886. Uh, uh, I, I, I liked the game. I, I thought it was, I thought it was okay. You know, but then again, I paid like $20 for it. I got it on sale. So I may have not been as privy to it if uh, I paid full price for that game, but you know, I digress. Just a couple cool references like that. Um, a lot. There's a lot in there. I definitely don't want to spoil, but yeah, man, pretty much almost all IPs that were at least, uh, closely associated with PlayStation at one point in time, more than likely. And it was in there more, probably like a lot. I actually missed to be honest. So, um, but yeah, man, it's just very charming, uh, really cool. Also like, uh, what was the word? Like recap on the history of PlayStation 
and, you know, kind of put it in perspective, like how far we've kind of come as like a generation or, you know, as a, as a medium really, um, in terms of just the, just, just reflecting back on it, Mary, it's like, oh man, you remember the, you remember the freaking PlayStation, uh, network adapter for the PS2, um, you know, <laughs> it's just random stuff. I'm like, oh, all right. You can just, you know, look at it in all detail. Actually, that's another thing too. Like the detail is pretty immaculate. Like they live in the literal detail of like, you know, the actual unit, like, you know, it wasn't any like loosely kind of close looking, you know, object. It was pretty like one for one, uh, in terms of the, uh, various like, um, items and, uh, um, accessories for it. So highly, highly, highly recommend you, um, try it out. If you have a PS five, uh, it is fucking free. It, it is already preloaded with, uh, your PS five when you boot it up anyway. So, I mean, you, you ain't got nothing else to play. You might as well play it. <laughs> Sorry. I was doing that. That was my, uh, was it, is it Everest Institute Institute? My Everest Institute, uh, I think that that was it. Everest Institute, you know, black guy, uh, commercial. You sitting on the couch, you ain't doing shit. Get your ass up and do something with your life. Play Astros Playroom. See, they should have, they should have did that. They should have got the black guy. <laughs> had him in a, had him in a PS5 commercials. He could have been competing with Daniel Kalula. Uh, from uh the Xbox uh Series X commercials, my God, PlayStation, you're dropping the damn ball. I mean, they no, I'm thinking of Apple. They got the one guy back from the old commercials from um the Mac commercials, the Mac versus this is the Mac, this is PC. That was a whole tangent I went on, but you know what? It was valid. Um, hey, one day you see that dude from Everest commercials on PlayStation. You know who to who to thank. Wink. Wink wink. Um after that, I had to, you know, I mean it is it's a ritual at this point. Uh Black Ops Cold War. So pretty much right after that, went into uh Black Ops Cold War, played the campaign. Have to say overall, pretty disappointed especially compared to the other call of duties. Um, I don't know. And it's not, I, I'm not even like pulling the, um, cold war black call of duty, call it every same call of duty every year thing. Not even pulling that card. It's like, it just, it was just like mediocre and like, it's one thing. Like if it had like a lot of like, you know, Michael Bay esque uh, moments and stuff, which actually, you know, I mean, I eat that shit up to be honest. So, I mean, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's, it, it was like a, it's a combination of predictability as well as lack of personality. It feels like yeah, I don't know. It just feels like, um, I don't know. None of the missions really stuck out were necessarily significant, which, you know, always 
at least there's generally at least like one mission from almost every Call of Duty that's pretty notable that you remember. Um, that you know, it's like, uh, you know, this was cool. I, I really like that. I guess there was one. Uh, is one where, I mean, it's it's a five hour campaign. I mean, I I I hope people aren't set with me <laughs> spoiling Call of Duty, uh, campaign, but, um. It was one segment where basically in that going back to the predictability point where it's very similar to um, the original Black Ops with the memories and the numbers and stuff like that. And with this, they kind of do roughly the same thing, but do like a little different spin on it. Where it's like, oh, you were you, you we made you create this character that you were on the opposing side this whole time, but now you have the choice if you want to defect or, um, or stick with them and we'll kill you. So, I mean, which one? And, you know, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess I, it, it just felt very predictable, I guess, you know, it's like, I, I had it in the back of my head. I'm like, they're probably going to do something with the, you know, what, what, what's kind of always been the thing with black ops and, and they did not dis well, they did disappoint by not disappointing if, uh, to not get too complicated, but yeah, just disappointing. That's probably the, yeah, I just, uh, it was fine. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't necessarily excellent. Um, you know, so I got, I got to shoot some people. Uh, also, I played on a PS5 version, so with the um, adaptive triggers, I feel, I talked about it a little bit on Twitter, I feel very indifferent about it. It seems like the intent with the adaptive triggers is that each gun acts differently and gives you, like, different, like, um, force or resistance depending on that. And, you know, but I guess it just felt kind of off, but I guess maybe it's just to, I guess to play devil's advocate <laughs> to myself, but, um, I was just jumping, uh, across a lot of guns just to get a concept or a better understanding of, of like what actually is what the adaptive triggers are doing. But, yeah, I, it's like I'm not quite sure. It's like I don't hate it, but I I can't fully wrap my head around it yet. I I believe the the intention is to simulate an actual trigger on the gun, but it just felt very inconsistent. But maybe that's what a gun, you know, some of those guns feel like. But then again, and I, I've never shot a gun, so. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm just showing my purity right now, you know, but it's true. I'm sorry. I, I, that, it, that came out the way it did, but I, uh, a switch have never shot a gun, you know, hopefully. Well, I mean, I do want to, do want to shoot one one day, but either way. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Your miles may vary, but for me, at least initially playing through the campaign, which was like, I think five, six hours, it felt like, uh, it, um, 
yeah, I was just indifference. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. I was still trying to figure it out, I guess. So, I mean, take that for what you will. I don't know. This is also coming off of playing Astros Playroom. So maybe like my expectations were unrealistic or whatever, but I don't know. You know, uh, Astros Playroom definitely set the uh, set the bar in terms of the expectations for, you know, I want uh I don't know. I feel like I have this like lingering desire to like, uh, especially with death loop when they mention that, like when you shoot your gun and it jams, the trigger will completely lock. And I, I don't know, I guess for some weird reason I want, I wanted call of duty to do that where like, you know, you're out of bullets and you try to shoot again and your gun just locks. Maybe it does. I guess maybe I am a very, very, uh, obsessive reloader <laughs> when it comes to shooters. So I don't know. I think I deliberately tried to do it a few times and it would not do it at all. So I don't know, but multiplayer wise, I did definitely enjoy way more. Of course, as always with majority of the call of duties, um, gunplay felt pretty good. Uh, and boy, that was, that was a, that was a good taste of that buttery, delicious, juicy, 120 fps because man it is so great it's so great it's just the smoothness and then in turn because it's so smooth you get even better response time so it's like a win-win um but yeah it felt really good uh you can tell some of the um some of the i guess not deficiencies well yeah i guess deficiencies in terms of you know, uh, cross gen play because I noticed when you join a game, it just tells you waiting for other players. So you're just, you're just, you're just in the game, just waiting for people. You can't like play the game. You're just in the menus waiting for, you know, a peasant PS4, other peasant console players. (laughs) So I am very much joking. Uh, in terms of um, loading in the game. So uh, kind of unfortunate, but it's understandable. So, you know, I mean, I, I guess I don't, I wasn't expecting that, but like a couple other people suggested, I think, yeah, definitely having, having like the gun range option from, I think advanced warfare. I think that was the last game they did that where you can like shoot, shoot your gun and uh, test out attachments before um, loading into a game, which I think would have been, it would be a pretty dope option um, to implement in this game for people that have uh PS five doesn't necessarily give you an advantage at all. You're just, just shooting with weapons and guns, experimenting until people uh, are all loaded in. So, so uh, one hope, one dream, one desire, We'll see. Um, maybe you could turn that. I believe you might be able to turn a cross play off, but I think maybe specifically cross cross play, not cross platform play. I forgot the terminology for two consoles in the same family, but that's what I meant. So, um, so yeah. And then after that, you, I mean, it was a given miles Morales played it in all its entirety, did all the size stuff pretty great 
It's definitely better than the original Spider-Man from a gameplay perspective, for sure. I guess uh, some like plot points uh, were a little iffy, but I mean, I kind of understood considering the, um, I guess, scope of the game in terms of length. So, um, yeah, but uh, I will say it does definitely set up for a sequel, which is pretty dope. Um, yeah, I feel like it's a given. It's going to be like you could play as either Spider-Man or Miles Morales. That feels like it feels like what's heavily being sub- uh, suggested is going to be the case that you could play as either, which would be pretty dope if if that's the case. Yeah, I feel like co-op is the only route. You know, you got two established superheroes, two established Spider-Men that, you know, have unique um, abilities to themselves. Peter Parker has a lot more um, gadgets than Miles, but Miles excels with the Venom uh, abilities where, you know, he can um, he can do a cool jump even while web swinging, which is pretty dope. Awesome. Um, he can also do this sweet ass charge. Uh, what else can he do? He did the charge and the, the slam and the explosion. So, I mean, I feel like that's where they're going. And I think they were like, maybe kind of possibly just testing out the waters in terms of how maybe people re received miles Morales, uh, from a gameplay perspective before maybe, making a few tweaks before the Spider-Man two or whatever, however, however that's going to look like. Oh, that'd be, I mean, yeah, they could do, there's a lot of potential. There really is. Yeah, man. Ugh. yeah. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. And also I have to really point this out. Uh, just a PSA for all game developers, please, for the love of God, stop putting in like 600 damn, damn near even a thousand fucking collectibles that are like pointless, meaningless, and just like not fun. And I feel like Spider-Man, Miles Morales is probably, uh, uh, of course, always uh, definitely including the original Spider-Man as well, just making collectibles more meaningful and fun again, where it's like a worthy reward for, um, getting the collectible, uh, where you get a little bit more backstory, um, as well as, um, not doing too much where you're like unnecessarily bloating the game, just to artificially bloat it, which is always been a pet peeve of mine with, uh, with games in that respect where, you know, Oh, I'm artificially just put like 5,000 collectibles on that. So have fun. You know, it's like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, I guess I'm not getting a platinum for this one, you know? So yeah. So this is probably going to be definitely one of the games. I do get a platinum. Like I got the platinum for Spider-Man because they were so doable and fair and reasonable. And you know, the, the rewards were pretty worthy. So, Developers, please take note for from Insomniac because because they, they set an example, you know. Um, but all in all, I did. I definitely enjoyed the game thoroughly, um, you know, and I, of course, I'd be lying if it uh, I wasn't um, 
wasn't excited and thankful to see a, a, a superhero of color, you know, uh, another superhero color um, on, a you know, such a, I guess, high scale game like this, which uh, I think is is a uh, it's pretty pretty great. I not gonna lie to y'all, the man tears came out the end. Um, it's just it, it was a moment at the end where you know um, it's always a soft spot for me for some reason where you know just uh, when your back's against the wall and just like common people are just standing up for you. Just something about that always gets me and <laughs> it totally got me. I don't think I was necessarily spoiling the game, uh, the ending, but just to leave a little bit for interpretation. But um, yeah, it it definitely delivered. I was also surprised by the length. I felt it was a pretty good length. Um, I was satisfied with it, especially factoring in all of the um, side stuff that you can do, which I think is definitely worthwhile. Oh man, I forgot at the end there is a like a a side a collectible that, uh, that, that got me too. that did got, that did get me too. So just, you know, Hey, I, I ain't, uh, I'm not going to lie to y'all and say, Oh yeah, you're married. Almost, 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 almost cried. I ain't going to lie. I cried. I did. So there you go. Um, yeah, I think that was pretty much it for that. Uh, then <laughs> I told you I was going all in, this past, uh, well, since last episode for sure. Uh, then I went on to Demon Souls. I was knocking them out. Um, so Demon Souls, man. I mean, I feel like at this point, most people know what they're getting into when they get into these games. But you know, that the 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 format of these games is basically for those that may not know, you uh die. Um. You generally, for the most part, die a lot, and it's a matter of uh, a game of perseverance. And, um, you know, yeah, really, essentially, it is. It really just essentially is a game of perseverance, uh, and that's what I do appreciate about these games, um, Soulsborne games in general, is that they're they can be tough, but they're always generally fair. There's just, there's generally some way to get past it. It's just a matter of figuring it out and mastering it and like, uh, executing it, uh, you know, uh, to the point where you actually succeed. And then once you do, you just get that big payoff of fulfillment that gives you enough to keep you going, uh, through the rest, throughout the rest of the game, which is definitely what happened with me. Um, I definitely, I did have the advantage personally, at least of <laughs> somewhat recently playing the original, uh, demon souls on PS3, uh, which helped a fucking ton, uh, you know, like being aware of some of the traps and some of the bosses, um, um, weaknesses and things like that. Um, so I think I definitely, the game would have took me longer. I think it in general took me like 25 hours to beat, um, the remake, but man, <laughs> uh, I actually streamed. Yeah. I have that all on YouTube, uh, on, uh, youtube.com slash a switch where I played the entirety of, of, um, demon souls, original death counter and all. And, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I forgot, like 
I got to a really hard point where I got like literally frustrated to the point where I like dropped the game for like two months before jumping back. I think maybe three uh, before jumping back into it and actually uh, eventually beating it then. Um, so, I mean, it's uh, it's not <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart. That's for sure, because it will make you quit for sure, especially if it's your first go around. Uh, luckily, I had the advantage of a second go around. But even then, um, considering how different the game looks, too, you can kind of account to some of that. But even though um, I think it's true that, like, when you play a Souls game, you, for the most part, know pretty much everywhere you're going uh, when you get a good sense of the maps and shortcuts and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. It uh it, it was great though. I'm not even gonna lie. It uh it was a lot of ups and downs, a lot of frustration, a lot of major losses where I died with a lot of souls and died again before I could get my souls, which is a factor of, of the souls genre where um souls is the main currency of the game and uh you need those to level up, get items, it's basically just your overall main currency of basically essentially money uh in the game. And the fact that, um, yeah, when you got like what a hundred, a hundred thousand souls and, you know, you die to a boss and then you have to make your way all the way back to the boss. But, you know, some fucking random, you know, enemy just wants to fucking backstab you that you didn't see before. And now all those hundred thousand souls you uh worked for they're they're gone so um you want to play again <laughs> that's essentially that's essentially demon souls or souls games in a nutshell so uh but it's good though it's it's that thrill of that of of succeeding and uh, surpassing that um which you know i think is definitely a great feeling it gets that dopamine gets in there uh definitely comes into play so but yeah uh all in all i think it's definitely a very faithful uh remake of the original demon souls at least you know now having a fresh reference a fairly fresh reference in my head from the uh two years ago um they really were very faithful it didn't it it doesn't feel like they necessarily changed much really, to be honest. Um, but at the same time, I think because from software's games are so iconic and distinct, I think them potentially changing too much would, uh, compromise too much of the game. And I think would make things more negative. Well, people wouldn't like it as much, I don't think. But I think they did a really good job of balancing, uh, putting in a lot of quality of life stuff. Um, a huge one is when you freaking are like over encumbered, basically, and you picking up uh, items, you can actually fucking send the item to your um, storage box at the Nexus instead of having uh in the previous game the ps3 version you'd have to freaking uh leave the item go back to the nexus 
uh, drop all your items and then come back to get the item, which in a lot of cases is just a pain because it's generally pretty difficult to get some of these items. You have to meet certain conditions. And then there's the whole factor of like world tendency, which is this weird, mysterious thing where it's essentially kind of like, um, yeah, it's kind of mysterious, but it's essentially like the more you die, the darker the world tendency gets. And the more you, uh, de- uh, defeat bosses, the lighter the world tendency gets. And I think the lighter is the easier, the darker is with the harder. Uh, but there are some very weird situational things where like some doors won't open until like the tendency is either very dark or very, uh, light. And yeah, it's still very mysterious. And I think blue point actually did a good job of still <laughs> may, uh, for good or for good or bad maintaining that mystery. Um, you know, in this remake, but all in all, um, I'm at least personally as a, as a pretty decent souls fan, I'm very satisfied with the remake. And I mean, if you haven't seen a trailer for the game, the game is fucking gorgeous. This is why you get a PS five. I mean, I'm just saying, um, you know, if you trying to showcase, uh, the investment of a PS five, this game is it. Um, considering if you're, you know, up for dying a lot and accepting dying a lot <laughs> and accepting losing souls and money and dying a lot, then, you know, I mean, take that for what you will. But I mean, uh, it's good. It's great. It's, it's, it's fulfilling. It's fulfilling, you know? Um, so <laughs> you could definitely get a lot of my sentiments when, when playing, when playing this in the, my uh demon souls playthrough because man oh, 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 oh. Uh, frustration ensues consistently so yeah um so yeah definitely highly recommend demon souls blue point knocked out the park it's it's obvious why they uh got picked up by sony uh that's a get that's a get right there because uh man they 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 are they are like freaking I have to say probably the best um, remake development company I've seen. They freaking made a uh, metal gear. They did the metal gear um, uh, collection on PS3. And that was probably the, that's like definitely the best versions of metal gear uh, two and three. Yeah. Metal gear solid two and three. Um, so, you know, they, 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 I mean the, the track record speaks for themselves really. So, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> after that, uh, last night I also like, I dabbled a little bit in devil may cry special edition. Um, for those that don't know, uh, special edition generally has, uh, just some very extra stuff. I think it has a new difficulty mode, legendary dark Knight, which I think is a lot more enemies, um, at once. And of course, uh, the coolness that is cool himself, uh, Virgil, uh, motivation, uh, if motivation was, a <laughs> if motivation was a person, uh, Virgil, <laughs> would be now I'm motivated. Um, yeah, so he's, uh, messing with him a little bit. I haven't fully like played with him. I only played like a mission, I think two missions essentially and buying some of the moves. 
Um, but I'm definitely about to put some time in that void and get uh get some of these like super uber uber insanity combos. Um, uh, mess with him. Um, but uh, yeah, he's pretty dope. He is pretty dope, at least initially. Uh, he has, I think, a Beowulf, Force Edge, and I forgot the Katana Yamato. Uh, so he basically can swap between all those. And he has a couple of nuances with like, you know, in the trailers you saw he can spawn V um, and like do this like, I guess it's like a temporary tech, but it seems like there's more potential there. Uh, Devil Trigger, of course, and stuff like that. So um, he's pretty dope. Um, I kind of want more story to kind of understand what happened between you know, him ripping off, I mean, spoilers, I guess, if you haven't played it by now, but ripping off uh, Nero's arm to get Yamato. But, um, yeah, uh, that's, I guess that's always been my gripe with Virgil whenever he's in uh, the special edition of these games. He's not necessarily incorporated story-wise. He's kind of like Tekken where they have like a guest character who is in a story, but you can play them. That's kind of what it feels like it's going to be with five where you can basically play through all the levels, but it's not really canonical necessarily. Uh, they might tie some stuff in, I assume, maybe more so than the previous um, Devil May Cry games. But my only little gripe, really, and of course, you know, I'm not sure or discovered it yet, but um, being able to play as a, you know, either Trish um, lady uh, or possibly Nico, which I'm somewhat doubtful, um, but we'll see. Um, yeah. All in all, though, I'm motivated. <laughs> I'm motivated. Oh, no, I got to. I got to. Uh, <laughs> I'm motivated. <laughs> the way I'm, I'm motivated. <laughs> Oh man, I am stupid. Let me stop. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much been my, uh, at least exposure to the PS five. Um, I guess to focus on the PS five a little bit more, which I, I guess I kind of somewhat lose focus on. Um, it's definitely, definitely can use some work in terms of the UI. Um, obviously like my muscle memory for PlayStation four, uh, specifically like turning off the console where you hold PlayStation button to enter rest mode, which is a huge adjustment. Now, now it's different. You hold to go home, but to power off or go to rest mode, you hit the PS button and then go to rest mode. So a little weird nuances there, like capturing and stuff is a little iffy in terms of like there is no dedicated space to go to to go to your captures where it's like just a, a app and like if you if you don't have it in focus long enough like if you're playing multiple games like I was um it the uh, the app will like leave the carousel basically and you have to like basically search for it again so that could use some work um trophies it's very difficult to um, just immediately go to your trophy collection. It feels very convoluted, at least initially. 
it feels like there could be less steps to get to the trophy uh, area in the game. It, um, yeah, it feels like the only way I was able to can like reliably, <laughs> and that's loosely, loosely using the term, go to trophies is to, um, like I would get a trophy and then like go to that trophy from the notifications. And then from there you can go to view trophies. And that seemed to be like the only somewhat semi-consistent way to do that. I think if you go to your profile and then trophies, that's one way. But I, again, that feels like too many steps to do that, that need that's needed. Um, you know, for something that I think a lot of people live and die by, uh, for a lot of their games. So, um, yeah, that's a big gripe. Of course, like the biggest one that I think we mentioned last episode is, um, storage, which is a pretty big issue at this point, especially the limited, very limited <laughs> space, uh, with the internal hard drive on the PS five. Uh, of course we got the, um, you know, the external expansion, which will get support hopefully sooner than later. Uh, but the biggest, the hugest, biggest like issue at the moment is not being able to copy PS5 or, or I mean move PS5 games to an external hard drive, um, regardless if it's able to run it or not. Uh, you know, obviously a simple message: you can't play this on a standard hard drive. You have to move it to the internal hard drive. Okay, just copy it from the external to the internal. Um, for whatever weird reason that's currently not doable right now, if you have a game on the internal drive, you have to delete it. You cannot move it. You can't even move PS4 games that you move to the internal hard drive back to the external hard drive, which that's just like a big oversight, um, in terms of priorities, so I think that's definitely one of the top priorities, especially, you know, if you're going to give us a very limited um, spaced console that, it, you know, won't even have the external um, SSD storage enabled yet. So huge issue. Um, then there was one issue. I think that's been going around the, the, the mill in terms of, uh, you know, the, the Internet space with PS5s, like just turn it off which uh, it happened to me yesterday for the first time since playing or since, you know, I started playing where I was playing Demon Souls. Yeah, I was playing Demon Souls. It seemed like the game crashed and then the PS5 completely shut off completely after that. And then when I parted it back on, it said rebuilding database and then it rebuilt the database, but then there was a black screen and I saw nothing. I was like, all right. So then I think I ended up turning, doing a manual shutdown and then powering it back on. And then it, then it booted up just fine with no issues. And then, you know, I was able to play and haven't had any issues since yet or so far. So I believe what people were speculating on Reddit, um, and like reset air and stuff was that, it's something to do with the external hard drive. And I think coincidentally, I do recall I was, uh, PlayStation five was downloading some updates for the games for some PS4 games on the external hard drive. 
And this was while I was playing Demon Souls. And I think for some reason, the PlayStation 5 just doesn't accept that. Where it's like, oh, oh no, no. <laughs> and then just like, just dies, I guess. So keep that in mind. Um, I think there's an option to turn off auto updates. I know a lot of people have been recommending uh, to not go into safe mode just to turn off their PS5 completely until they update it, which they did do a recent update this past Tuesday, but um, didn't really see because this because this happened after the update. So either it, it helped or hurt it in my case, but I don't know. So uh, one thing to keep in mind, but um, it seems to be firmware based, doesn't necessarily seem hardware based from what I saw because it the the PlayStation booted up fine, but it wasn't just displaying anything, which at least I seem to attribute to the firmware. So, you know, you know what? I, I think I got offered to work for PlayStation software wise. Felt like, <laughs> felt like I should <laughs> let, let me do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, well, you know, um, but outside of that, think uh this is a good start for the ps5 you know with those big major issues aside <laughs> but um it's definitely better than ps4 in a lot of ways i mean obviously the the super insanely fast load times are just that just just they're crazy like demon souls you load into between worlds in five seconds which is i it's pretty much true what they said you can't even like normally I'd be like looking in Twitter, looking at my phone or whatever. And like now I don't at all, I've, which is actually, yeah, it's a, kind of a realization I just had now. Like I actually am consistently playing more than, than uh, otherwise where I would be distracted. Like I'd be waiting for something to load. I'd uh, open up my phone, check Twitter, social media, and then, you know, some, some cases I'd just be distracted for like an hour, 30 out 30 minutes. Um, and then, you know, uh, which in turn, you know, would keep me somewhat disengaging me from the game to some extent. So, um, but you know, I mean, I beat Astro's playroom, cold war, Spider-Man's miles Morales all within a weekend. Uh, so I mean, you know, um, yeah. I mean, that might be a testament to the cool, the future of these loading times, which I am not opposed to at all. So, so yeah, so shifting gears now, um, to, uh, Xbox series X, uh, uh, admittedly, this is the console I've not messed with a lot, uh, because of the PS five and, you know, <laughs> unfortunately Sony just got that upper hand with the exclusive. So. Uh, but what I did uh, mess with was Yakuza like a dragon. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, played like a roughly about an hour and, uh, you know, got a little taste of the combat and the tutorial. I see the potential. I could definitely get used to it. Be fine with it. Like I don't have an issue with general turn-based RPGs, but, um, you know, just in this particular case where it's a game that used to be probably one of my favorite genres, uh, beat em up now being a, uh, essentially a turn-based game is, you know, kind of my gripe with the game <laughs> off the bat, like starting this up. But, you know, of course, uh, heard, heard good stuff about it. And of course, just, you know, as a Yakuza fan, 
outside of the beat em up aspect, really liking and appreciating the, the awesome, funny, <laughs> funny, sometimes uh, sweet and sentimental side stories, as well as um, uh, the serious stories uh, and things like that. Um, and, you know, stuff outside of the general c- gameplay. So, I mean, it seems like this game will have all that and then some. Um, so I am definitely um, looking forward to it. I'm probably going to beat uh, Devil May Cry Special Edition first and then um, uh, get into finally get, in, <laughs> get in, on the Xbox side and uh, start messing with Yakuza. So, um, yeah, and then Modern Warfare, uh, I guess due to the weird cross generation stuff with um black ops cold war that we talked about last episode which is still weird to me that like this game is uh is is, they're they're using modern warfare which i don't have an issue with like engine and stuff like and using cold war's guns eventually so you'll have mountain stuff but like the multiplayer aspect of cold war is totally different but either way um Multiplayer wise, uh, the Series X did get the 120 FPS, I think, asset updates too. I think, weirdly enough, PlayStation doesn't have it yet. Um, I'm guessing that's maybe in the works or maybe I did something wrong. I don't know. I think that was one weird thing about PlayStation 5 too is that uh, for some PS4 games, I had to like literally delete them and re-download them, which is weird, but, you know, whatever. But with the Series X version, uh, again, that, that sweet, buttery, smooth, juicy 120 FPS is uh, is unrivaled. So uh, best believe that's, <laughs> I think uh, I might be sticking with uh, Black, uh, Modern Warfare for a little longer. And the fact that uh, you do earn uh, XP uh, for essentially Black Ops' season. Um, but I still play Modern Warfare is a pretty, pretty cool touch too. So I think it's a pretty cool median of meeting both of the, the, the games together. So all in all, I mean, from a software standpoint, I mean, the series X is essentially just the Xbox one, but beefed up. It's literally, it, it feels like at least no major change to the UI, which is good and bad. I mean, good. That is, I'm totally familiar with it now but bad um, that I am. It doesn't feel like, oh man, this is a new generation of gaming like you definitely get from the PlayStation 5. So it's, yeah, it's kind of a double-edged sword, but I mean, all in all, I mean, it it does perform. I mean, again, uh, load times and stuff are super fast, which is definitely the biggest gain from this generation, which at least for now, I think technically kind of, um, has an advantage over PC as well. Currently, at least until, you know, PC comes out with their, uh, their direct storage architecture, which essentially will, uh, basically directly compete with the current consoles as of now. So yeah. Um, yeah. All in all, boy, I'm a happy camper though. You know, um, fortunate to have, uh, gotten well well gotten uh the consoles as well as a 3090 so 
stress for me is is it's over so i'm i'm satisfied with that i'm good for a while now so um yeah think all in all i think that pretty much covers pretty much what i've been up to gaming wise because you know what that's great that's great so far with minor hiccups and issues you know of course people using the term us being beta testers which is pretty true i mean you know of course everybody's not gonna come out perfect some of these some people are gonna have some issues been hearing a lot of other stuff too like ps5 why specifically um coil wine which is not a major issue just noise related um the one issue i talked about rest mode not being able to come out to rest mode bricking uh, i think with xbox as well consoles being bricked uh the disk drive being loud or not accepting this or reading this so i mean you know uh, it is what it is but i mean hey patience and you know I mean, worst case, you have to take it back and they repair it and get it back, you know? So, I mean, but then again, it's like, <laughs> how are you going to find one at this point and how scarce they are? So, all in all, uh, yeah, so we'll move on to media real quick. Uh, so, Mandalorian episode three, I believe, caught that. Um, and we, we saw the premiere of Sasha Banks. I think maybe this might potentially be potentially be her first acting role outside of wrestling being somebody who hasn't really, I loosely follow wrestling, but, uh, not really that closely. Um, but I mean, you know, uh, for those that don't know, no, um, Sasha, she is, um, she's my future, uh, wife. Um, she doesn't want to tell the public about it. You know, she wants to keep us on a down low. I know she's currently married to somebody, I think, but I mean, I, I agreed to let that, you know, play until she wants to be with me, you know, until she figures that out. So, um, <laughs> seriously though, um, it was a pretty cool episode. You got to see, I guess this weird defected, uh, Mandalorian race or this Mandalorian race that like, doesn't necessarily agree with the traditional Mandalorian ways. So that was kind of interesting seeing that angle. But outside of that, again, I don't know, just felt, uh, well, I guess there was some, uh, progress towards the main plot of, I guess the Mandalorian trying to find the Jedi, which I suspect, I suspect considering that we're, there is a Obi-Wan, um, a series in the works that is probably maybe eventually going to lead up to that potentially maybe, um, well, I don't know, maybe depending, I forgot the timeline of the Mandalorian. Uh, I think that's after everything. I don't know. It's going to be some Jedi, <laughs> but either way. So that was pretty cool. And I'm happy to say also finally finished slam dunk, uh, to the point where I didn't even realize it. I, uh, the last episode was happening before my eyes and I didn't even notice. Uh, I guess the last episode was basically, uh, Sakuragi and the whole crew, uh, Shohoku ball, b-ball team crew facing off against, uh, their previous rivals, uh, Rionin and Shoyu, I believe. And, you know, basically just playing a pickup game against, uh, the combined team of some of their, their best of, and, you know, beating them. And then, you know, they give like a very quick, 
uh, montage of all the players uh, for the next game. I'm like, okay, all right, cool. All right, we're about to get into the Nationals. And then I was like, I was looking at Crunchy. I was like, wait a minute. Oh, one episode 101. And I was like, oh, that's the last episode? And then, you know, I had that moment. I was like, oh, man, I need closure now. So kind of, I somewhat kind of got it. I was looking at a Crunchyroll video just to summarize the appeal and, like, uh, I guess, story behind Slam Dunk, which kind of helps satiate it a bit. But now I I think I'm probably going to read the manga now. That's actually a first for me. Uh, well, I did read some of my friends' uh um, berserk mango when I would like commute to work and stuff, but I don't know, man. Now it's like I may actually start reading. I know a black guy just reading us just with. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I just can't. I can't help it. Um, so yeah, outside of that, um, yeah, man, I just uh, slam dunk is pretty good, man. I have to, I have to admit it. It's up there. I'd put it of the of the anime I've watched to completion so far. Uh I don't hmm. It's up there. It's up there between JoJo's. It's between JoJo's and Slam Dunk right now, I think. I feel like I kinda would put JoJo's a bit above. Yeah. I probably would maybe put JoJo's above Slam Dunk, but I think Slam Dunk is right below it. So, um, yeah. Outside of that, that's pretty much what I've been up to lately. Um, yeah. I think that will conclude episode 82, Switch and Sites podcast. Uh, if you do, uh, feel like what you hear or saw, feel free to, like, rate, and subscribe on your various podcasts and platforms, which I am on. Um, yeah. Uh, outside of that, I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, be safe. Um, don't cough on people that don't want to be coughed. Um, them turkeys. Uh, well, you know, be cautious. So still, <laughs> we still in the pandemic, y'all. I'm just... Just let that be known. Don't think this is all hopscotch and fruit snacks because uh, it's Thanksgiving and magically the pandemic's gone now. It's still there. So keep that in mind when, well, you know, trying to socially distance as much as you can in terms of family settings because I think that's where we're also going to get a huge spike now because uh, people aren't going to be aware of it. So, you know, be safe. Don't cough. Uh, don't touch people that don't want to be touched. Till next time, y'all. Oh yeah. Nobody's safe. <laughs>